Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. <laughs> Broadcasting from the North Pole, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, and secondly, as a window into the mind of the man of a 54,097 compliments, the soul skater, the maitre d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent. He is the man who spilled beer all over his bed, Ryan Murphy. How's it going today, Ryan? <laughs> I feel like that's what's going to stick. <laughs> the man who spilled beer on his bed. I'm surprised that this okay. is the first time that's happened to you. Yeah, I, I mean, in a long, long... I don't know if I ever spilled beer like that on my bed, <laughs> to be honest. Maybe. It's possible, but, like... That was a, that was bad. That was ugly. I saw the spill. I don't. I didn't. I didn't catch how you actually did it. Was I distracting you? Did you like set the beer on the bed and that's what happened? So my headphones are not cordless. So when I grabbed them, they're like around the computer, and I tried to um. unhook, and they got caught in the beer. And my bed's you know tight quarters here. Um, <laughs> hit the bed. Sure. Uh, the door. It's a sad moment because it, it went right through my my actual blanket, through my sheets. I think I got it up in time to like get it off the actual. Ma- it's not my mattress, but right. You know, I did try to save it. I, there's a towel under there now. I mean, you, you so. did your you did your best. Um, that's all anyone yeah, can really can really ask of you. Um, how's yeah. it how's it going? How is Las Vegas treating you? I feel like it's been a little while since we've since we've met up and, and chit chatted like this. How how are you feeling in Las Vegas? That's no, good. It's good. Um, I think I've been gone for a little bit. Like <laughs> last few weekends, I've been out of Las Vegas. Yeah, you had a wedding, uh, as and I also had a wedding. We both had weddings, but not the same wedding. Yeah, not the same wedding. Um, wedding's always a good time. It was mm-hmm. fun. Drove out to the middle of the desert for that. Yeah, and then you know Vegas. It's been good. I, I've just been playing poker a lot. <laughs> I've lo- I lost it. I lost a good amount of money less before these last two weeks. I lost like a good chunk of money what's, in what's, one like sittings. What, what are we talking? About? What's a good amount of money for Ryan? Are I talking lost two hundred, three hundred, like eight hundred dollars. Holy uh, fuck, dude! Yeah, and that wasn't even like the, the, <laughs> so. There was this like there was this woman who was playing next to me. She's like, I just lost five thousand, and she like took more money out, and she's like playing with like their neck. She's like, she's like, I'm gonna start crying. Like, uh, no. Because it like it was fucking crazy, and so I'm like playing, and we you know then I lost my you know eight hundred and mm-hmm. uh, but it's okay I was up like six hundred from the night before so like I'm only net negative two hundred. Charles, so Charles Barkley I think is the one uh, who who said you know it's not a gambling problem if you can afford it. 
Uh, so I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna assume oh, yeah. that you're operating under those things that you're only gambling with money that you can afford to be you know losing in this case. You have your bankroll, right? I lost all my bankroll. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. Uh, but yes, yes, I I, uh, I make sure you know my my bills, my my retirement plan, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> your Roth, before, yeah. Uh, my Roth is contributed to <laughs> uh, all those things. Yes, those things are taken care of first, and then the rest is uh, casino money. So okay, because out I, here at least, I Still don't need to do. Honestly, this is a boring town. <laughs> I don't want you crying poverty when I show up Memorial Day, and then we go to the Hofbrauhaus. House. I don't want you to be like, oh, I'm so, I'm too po- I'm too poor to do a Steinholding. Con-. Like I don't want that. I want I want <laughs> I want Prime Ryan. I want the best form of you uh, to compete against because I'm telling you right now. And this isn't me drumming up interest from the market maniacs. This is just, you know, mono and mono, man to man. I've started, I've started doing some weights. I've started hitting the weights again, oh. Ryan. Yeah. So I'm just, fair warning. How's that going? <laughs> Let me tell you. Here is something that I, that, uh, I had not experienced as I've go- grown older. You know how it is. Well, maybe you don't because you don't really work out, but <laughs> you can imagine. Oh. You've, you've said that. I'm not putting, I'm putting, I'm not putting words in your mouth. You've said it from it's your true. own chicken lips that you don't work out. So, uh, <laughs> when you go back to like lifting weights after an extended period of not lifting weights, it takes so long for your muscles to like bounce back from that. It's much worse now than I'm it will just round up and say I'm a 38 year old man. Uh, now that I'm like this age, it's so much worse, but I've been kind of like easing myself back into it. You know, it's usually like one or two days of like weightlifting a week. And then I'm hoping to kind of ramp that up over time. Um, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But yesterday was shoulders yesterday was shoulders and I was feeling pretty good about it. So, you know, just just watch out. Okay. Just okay. watch out. I'll watch out. I'll watch out. I <laughs> I still have that very, very young natural strength. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. So. Right. For right now, right. Un- until you get pummeled in a back alley because you can't pay on your gambling debts. And they and they tear your rotator cuff as a as a payment. I'll just blade away. Like, you know. <laughs> I'll just skate my way out of there. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I guess the cat's out of the bag now. So, you 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 messaged me the other day to let me know that you put in an offer for some blades, and I, I do have questions around this. Good. You so so it sounds like okay. I guess my first question before we even get into this new blade offer, you had roller blades or have them? What happened? I don't know if I have them in here, but they're okay. So the okay these the ones that I bought have three wheels, and the wheels are probably two inches each like high okay is that tall i don't know what that means but it's very tall it's okay. very tall i think a normal roller blade would be about a maybe bigger than maybe two and a half inches a normal would probably be about an inch okay maybe an inch maybe three inches maybe they're three inches eric <laughs> okay okay uh, they're they're huge and that's great it's a problem because you know i don't is that your center of gravity is your, your stability sure. is way off you want to be scary. lower lower to the ground yeah i can see that yeah yeah so i without any thought of how this could impact me as I'm skating. I bought these rollerblades with three huge wheels um, and they're hard. So, so these new rollerblades in theory would not have as huge of wheels. These would be normal human sized blades. Is that what we're talking about here? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And okay. And so you made an offer, which I, of course I had to ask how much this offer was. Sounds like $40. Have you heard back from, from this person, from this party yet? I, in fact, 
yesterday when I bought the blades. Oh, so not only is this an offer, this is uh, th- oh my, you're showing me the blades. Okay. Oh, yep. They're there. They look pretty cool. All black. They're like Raiders colors. Is that uh, on purpose? These are I. These have been hard to find. Uh, <laughs> and I like I I was like after I left Seattle. Uh, I was like, I need to buy a pair of rollerblades, and I went on offer up, and these were just sitting right there, like front row, and yeah. I drove pretty fucking far to like go get these to right. be, you know. And they opened the yeah. door, and they were like, "I was expecting you to be an eleven-year-old child." Like, <laughs> they're like, "Come in, come in the house." I'm like, I was like waiting outside. I was right. like texting her out. She's like, "Come on in." I was like, holy shit, like... <laughs> Wait, were these... Break. What, was this a woman? So it was a woman and her husband, and her husband, like... She's like, she, like, waved me in, and her husband comes out with, yeah. like, the rollerblades, and he's like... I tried up, like, I ran, like, two times, so I got hurt. And so now, <laughs> now I can't skate anymore. And you didn't interpret that as a warning. <laughs> I was already there, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. It was, uh, it was already pretty deep in this uh, transaction, so... So you've complained already about how anytime that you are outside, it's miserable. And presumably you'd be using these rollerblades outside. So what exactly is your game plan here? Well, Eric, that's a simple question. Thought about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, first, it's it's I moved here in July and it's October coming up, so it's gonna it's gonna be perfect weather for I assume six to eight months. Okay. Gotcha. So you're gonna be a wintertime rollerblader. In your neighborhood, or are you, or are there like rinks that you go to? I don't know. I need to learn how to stop, so I don't want to embarrass myself <laughs> in my own neighborhood. Yeah, so uh-huh. I think I'm gonna start. Yeah, they know me, right? Like, so I don't want to. Right. I mean, so, it sounds like you'd be embarrassing yourself enough just by rollerblading around your neighborhood. I don't think the stopping thing is yeah. really going to be a drastic change to that, but to each their well, own. Well, if I can't stop, I mean, I run into someone that could be horribly embarrassing. It's you know? true. You could break some little kid's back. Right. If I if I hit a kid, like, can you imagine? I, yeah, exactly. Thirty one year old fat guy like hitting a kid. On the road, like, <laughs> just pay it forward. I I think you're just paying it forward from your from your back yeah, injury. That's all. Yeah. That kid's so, got to learn somehow. Yeah, those characters. I need to I need to hit a park where I can skate alone. Learn how to stop. Uh huh. And then I think I'm gonna start. I mean, it's just suburbia here. There's a bunch of like you know, there's a bunch of sidewalks I can. Just roll down through. It'll be like nice 80 degrees at five o'clock once I'm off work. I'll just, you know, do a nice workout. Maybe skate to the gym. I don't know. And uh, then skate back. I mean, it sounds like the perfect plan. So what what happened? Is it, and this is in lieu of the dirt bike? Is the dirt bike thing still happening? I mean, the dirt bike thing could still be on, but I, you know, take a significant hit on my, on my bankroll. So <laughs> I might. I might pause <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you can't have a whole lot of I'm losing eight hundred dollars at the poker table and also was, I'm buying a dirt bike nights. Yeah, that's yeah one or the other. Keeping, like just keep winning, right? Then I can, you know, but uh, right. uh I might put a little bit of a pause on that, but yes, that'll still be a thing. I'll let you know, I'll keep everyone posted. And, Please. You know. Thank you. Yeah. Um <laughs> I hope you did, because I, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but I told you, please keep a running tally of your your wins and losses at the table. So I hope that you followed through on that. You have a little ledger notepad of like, <laughs> I won, you know, 20 bucks this night. I lost 800 the next night, yada, yada, yada. Because I'd be very curious at the end of your tenure in Las Vegas, like what your grand total ends so, up being. 
I think it wasn't fair because again, the woman I was playing with who had lost like a bunch of money, she was very sad and upset. And I had to like keep playing, you know, to like, you know, be there like as like a support, like, cause I was up and I just kept fucking playing. Right. And then I lost all my money. Like, so, <laughs> so it really wasn't my fault. I played, I played smart and then I got, you know, my, it's, it's my, I'm too, too empathetic, you know, right. It's my character that like, it's your fatal flaw. It's your fatal flaw. I, I'm just too good of a guy. I would say I'm just happy coming out of this story that I have finally got that um, confirmation that your victim complex extends beyond just this podcast. That your insistence <laughs> that everything is that bad happens to you is do not I, your fault. Do <laughs> you, I have that? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, you have that. Every like, almost every single time you lose, you you point the finger of blame at me for whatever reason, valid or not. Which most of the time, totally not. <laughs> I I mean, I don't recall any of that, but like, <laughs> you know, possible. Yeah, has any of this been recorded at all? Like, yeah, yeah, no, we haven't even started recording yet, so you're totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted. Uh, we're welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, everybody. By the way, uh, this is episode forty-one crazy wow. 41 wow. which is 82 weeks well not even quite because we did like a deluge of episodes at the start but like 80 ish weeks of like content which is you know nuts i i found as i've kind of gotten more into like listening to podcasts there are a couple podcasts that i follow that are uh, bi-weekly format like ours i really look i look forward to those because it reminds me of like being a little kid did you ever used to get like magazines when you were a kid yeah, Sports Illustrated for kids. Okay, yeah, yeah you get it. Yeah, yeah, I used to get like uh, EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Uh, Nintendo Power was another favorite. And so, like, I would always really look forward to like that once a month, I would get that magazine and I would immediately just like go down the couch, start flipping through, reading all the articles, yada, yada. This podcast, you know, being on a biweekly format is kind of similar to that. You know, it's not, it's not an every week type of thing. You got to really look forward to it. When it's there, you just, you sit in a basement, all the lights are off and you're just listening to Ryan and Mai's voice. It's, it's what a great experience. We should maybe like put out a magazine in addition. (laughs) To, uh, to this, so Hardmark magazine. <laughs> yeah, um, bring it away, bring it way back. Like you know. I did take a quarter of journalism at uh, Shoreline Community yeah. College, so I think I could there probably knock. I remember, you know, you write your lead. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the format, but I mean, how hard could it be? Everybody, everybody does that. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Okay, um, send me the pitch via email, and I'll make sure to uh, to read <laughs> read through that. Um, there's a couple of things that I wanted to do. I meant to do it like right at the very start, but the Ryan update kind of got out of hand. But a couple things that I wanted to do. First, thank you to everybody who has gone on iTunes and rated our podcast and given us a review. I wanted to specifically shout out a couple of reviews that we've gotten. Uh, Bear with me for a moment. Okay, so here we go. I'm just going to kind of in no particular order uh, just let you know, because you probably haven't even seen these, Ryan. I'm not. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much: our review, five stars out of five stars. We are at the maximum level of review on iTunes. If somebody's sorting by stars, ours is going to be, you know, tied at the top, probably the very top, scientifically. So we just keep our viewership like low. 
<laughs> well, I mean, everyone's going to like listen to us and be like, these guys fucking kick ass. So, of course, they're going to give us five yeah, stars. Yeah. So, really, you know, ordinarily, mo- most podcasts may think like that. But I know, you know, the cream rises to the top. And so, when they hear that audio cream and it goes in their ear, they're going to be, they're going to instantly fall in love with us. But just yeah, to okay. re- read a couple of things here. Um, first review. I don't care about wrestling and I still listen. These guys are funny and relatable. Fuck. I don't believe that review. That's a, that's a real review. That's a real review. I'm assuming that, uh, that review is referencing me being funny and relatable. I don't know how relatable <laughs> or funny you are, but, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, the, the review. Nonetheless, wow. uh, that was one that's of our nice many five star reviews. Uh, here's another one. Uh, five stars. Bravo is the is the title. The perfect marriage of wrestling and showcasing one guy's weird personality. I could <laughs> I could listen to them talk about snakes and cheese for hours, which you probably have by this point at, at episode forty one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that's not all, Ryan. We got a couple more yes. here. We got a couple uh, more. Uh, great podcast. Really funny and fun to listen to. I highly recommend this show promoter that just gets right to the point that's like so that's like some yelp shit <laughs> yeah i mean he's i guess mps like or something you know like <laughs> we had if we had a net promoter score it'd be like higher than costco i guarantee <laughs> uh, right yeah uh la- last one on here for right now anyway but again anyone who's listening uh feel free go on itunes uh if you have an account you can you can give us a rating you can also give us a review both help uh, or just continue listening. That is also a great way of helping us. But the last review on here, I love it. The boys are funny. Well, Eric is at least. Ryan has some takes on things, but it makes for an interesting dynamic. Uh, so thank you. I have a feeling I know who that was. <laughs> thank you for, for writing that. Who the fuck is this guy? You know, it's I, I saw this review, so I had looked up my name on like podcast. I just see like what I, I see this review was the only one. Wait, what? I have seen this review. Are you vanity searching yourself when I'm not around? What's happening? Uh, I I looked up. I was just trying to see, like, did anyone find me, like, on Google if they just knew I was a... So I I searched my name and podcast and just... Not much. And then, like, you know, you kind of do a deeper dive in in wrestling podcasts. Okay. And then you see, like, these little reviews pop up. Sure. Why were you doing (laughs) this? This guy. Why were you doing this? This fucking guy. Uh, I just I like I had to see if I if I how how Google famous I, I really was uh, pretty Google famous <laughs> pretty Google famous. There's Google another famous, Ryan Murphy yeah. out there, by the way. There's a there's a very famous Ryan Murphy. He's like an acting. There's guy. a lot of them. There, there's several of them. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, they're all good reviews. They're all equally good. I don't I don't know why you'd ever call out somebody who took the time to give us a five star review and write us a, a thing. That seems. You know, counterintuitive, Ryan. We're trying to bolster our reviews. We don't want to call people out and say, who the fuck is that fucking guy? It's <laughs> not a great way to facilitate re- more reviews. Here goes our first one-star review. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. I'm just in episode 41. Yeah, well, yeah. You, just, you know, if, if you use, <laughs> you'd use code words if you're going to make fun of Ryan. Just, like, don't make it uh, apparently obvious to him that, you that know. That was he's, pretty blatantly obvious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, but yeah, those are the iTunes reviews. Also, another thing, just sort of general housekeeping stuff that I wanted to uh, kind of put out there in the ether, sort of more listener engagement, as a matter of fact. 
I, I'm not saying that anyone has to do this. I want to open it up for the possibility of doing it. <laughs> I've talked a few times about how we're available on a number of social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, etc. You're welcome to message us on those platforms. I also wanted to at least kind of give people the idea. You can send us emails at hardmarkpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions for Ryan, maybe it's a wrestling question, uh, maybe it's a non-wrestling question, I encourage you, uh, just send it in to, to that email address. Again, that's hardmarkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I will, I mean, I'm going <laughs> to, I'll read through the question in advance. If it's like, you know, are you circumcised? I'm probably not going to read that on air. But like, if it's something that oh, I think don't is... Don't worry, like, it's been asked before. <laughs> I think Sean, <laughs> but if if it's something that I think is funny or I think would like be a good good thing to kind of get a conversation going, like by all means send it in. If anything springs to mind, again, hardmarkpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe we could make a running segment out of it uh, for anyone who again has cur- has questions. Otherwise, I've got plenty of more stuff to talk to Ryan about. But I wanted to throw that out as a potential option for people. So we've had a number of challenges recently. We had, of course, the kendo stick challenge, the Steinholding contest, etc. I always, I'm always kind of thinking about what the next thing is. And I pitched you the idea of the one chip challenge and you immediately shot that down. I wanted to get your perspective. And, and for anyone who doesn't know about this, the one chip challenge is, I think is less of a thing now, but it's basically an intensely spicy tortilla chip that usually a group of people, at least two, maybe more, will kind of simultaneously eat. And then the, the idea is that the last person to like drink milk or whatever is, is the, is the winner. Um, so I pitched that to Ryan. I found one that was a uh, very, <laughs> very modestly priced, a modestly priced one chip challenge thing. And I pitched it to Ryan. He immediately said no and shot it down. So what, why? I, I thought for sure this would be right up your alley. Cause I think you'd have a strong advantage against me. I'm not competing. Like I just don't, <laughs> that, I, it seems like an easy challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've watched like a lot of like, Spice challenges, whatever. Yeah. And you like spicy food. Carolina Reaper. I do like spicy food. I do. I'll eat, I'll eat whatever. But that challenge like, has fucked some of the best competitors up. Like some of the like top of the line, like I can like you know, handle and they do handle like, you know, other other that that chip. It's just it's I I can't I can't do that to and I like as I get older to do like some of those like spicy things, they, they, they do hurt a little bit more, sure. uh, a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, um, but I don't think I would put that, like put myself through that in my prime. I don't think that chip would be, um, something I could do. I don't know. Okay. So you're, so, so I just want to make sure that we're, we're both clear on kind of where we're leaving this. Are we leaving this as like a no Ryan will not do this thing? Where else will we leave it? Is there another option too? I wasn't sure if it was open ended. I wasn't sure if like a oh well maybe if like such and such circumstances were right maybe I'd consider doing it. I didn't know if this was a hard no. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, there you could you could incentivize it. Like, you know, uh, (laughs) I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hop on a podcast and do this like you know this one chip. I can't do it. It's it's impossible. If you give me like five hundred dollars to do it, I'd probably do it. Not bankrolling your fucking gambling losses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How much was the chip uh, when you looked at this? That was like uh, six or seven bucks per chip. Oh, that's not, oh, that's not bad. I no, 
Yeah, ordinarily, like I remember looking at this like a year ago, and they were like twenty bucks a chip. I think <laughs> they have a recipe that they managed to cut some of the overhead, I guess. But uh, yeah, like six or seven bucks a chip. Yeah, no, not that one. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> sure, give me a kendo steak, but not a fucking you know, not a chip. Not a chip. Not okay. A chip. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna force the issue. Honestly, you, I would probably be hurting so bad from that. I, I think we talked a little bit about this when we were messaging back and forth. Just this year, I started uh, putting crushed red pepper in my food. That was not a thing that I did until I, now. I remember making chicken wings, and I like we were past like red peppers, but I was looking for something like mildly hot, and you're like, stop. Like, that's enough. Uh, and it yeah. wasn't even thinking any spice, like any spicier in your cabinet, but like you that's a, like, don't, we're not, you just I'm, cut me up. I'm working my way up. I, my flavor profile is expanding, but I don't want to, you know, n- scorch the earth here, Ryan. I'm not to that, to that level just yet. I mean, I kind of feel like you should do the chip challenge. This is all the challenges I've done. Why would I you do that? I feel like, I mean, it would be perfect because you don't, you don't like spicy food. Um, you haven't done any challenges yet. So you should maybe do the one chip challenge and we, you know, see well, how it goes. But it's the, the idea of the challenge is that you're competing against somebody. No, no, it's just that you do it. You just complete it. Well, you eat the one chip. You're not, you're not, what, what's the competition? Once you eat it, it's gone. Like, no, one, once you eat it, then you try and, and see who can last longest without drinking like milk afterwards. No. Yeah. No, you just have, no it's not. That's yeah, it is. I'll send you a fucking video no. after this. That's what it is. You're you're watching certain types of video. You're in a competitive <laughs> move. That you just have to eat the chip and that's it. Like then well, you why wouldn't I just pound you, the milk immediately after eating the chip? It doesn't that's the thing about this challenge. It doesn't help. Like you could you could start drinking milk, but it's so intense that like you could drink Eric, I would let you do this challenge and have as much milk as you wanted as immediately. <laughs> that's generous like, like you, could, you. So it does, I mean, you just have to eat the chip. That's it. Right. Sure. I mean, I, I like competition, Ryan. I like where there's, there's like a like a set, you know, set of rules and like that's what's happening and there's a firm winner and firm loser. I'm not like I didn't see this and be like, I fucking want to do that if real bad. That chip, if you eat that chip, you're a firm winner. I already know I'm a winner, but I, unlike you, I don't just call people out randomly. Like, I don't say, like, I want Tony to give me the kendo stick, which were your words, not mine. I also was not the one who challenged Colton to a Steinholding contest. Again, your words, not mine. You just wander your way into these scenarios. This is the one time that I've ever proposed to you a potential idea, and this was more of just a sporting type of thing rather than a personal grudge. I thought it could be fun for, like, a video thing, but, like, if you're saying no, then I, I don't really want to do it it's pretty fucked up i don't think you know what you're getting yourself into <laughs> well I'm, clearly i'm not getting myself into anything because you don't want to do it so i'm just so it's not going to happen markomaniacs if you if you want to see ryan do a one chip challenge please leave us a five-star review write it up on itunes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that's the that's the only thing that ryan responds to about uh, any feedback is, is those itunes reviews so if you want to see him do that one chip challenge you know where to reach him Give him that iTunes. Maybe make sure to put his full name, birth date, and social security number in the review too. That'll make sure that he he sees it. If someone comes up with my full social, I will do it. <laughs> and it's not impossible. <laughs> it's probably out there. You just have to like, you put it in there. I will do the challenge. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> if anyone can find Ryan's full social security number, he will do the one chip challenge. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you imagine? Like somebody pulls that out and then you just like, oh, well, <laughs> like you don't even research how they got it or anything. You just start doing the fucking one chip challenge. That would be, that would be good. Um, that would be a bad day. <laughs> It would probably be not a great day, but you know, you, yeah. you, it's on. It's I'll on the, do it. Yeah, it's on the record. It's on the record. I think we've got time for one more non-wrestling thing. Okay, here we go. And, and I think we've talked about something similar before, but uh, this is a kind of a different take on this subject. So we've talked about fast food meals before, right? In particular, like many many episodes ago, I think I asked you like what your ideal fast food meal would be, like of mm. a side, a main. A drink, dessert, whatever the hell it would be. And I think like a rodeo burger was in there, maybe a chicken sandwich thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of related question to that. Let's say, Ryan, you have the power to erase one fast food chain from existence. So it just is, it's gone. It no longer exists anymore. What do you choose? Uh, that's a, hmm. And I think there's a few different ways you could uh, you could tackle this. You could just say like, "What is your least favorite fast food chain?" I think right. another another way you could go is like, "What fast food chain serves like the least purpose?" Like, is there maybe two fast food chains so, where was one does something so much better than the other where it nullifies the existence of the of the original or whatever? I think that's a lot of them. Okay, like, I think they all. I but my thing would be if I had to like make this choice. I'm not a big fast food guy. Sure any longer but you know sometimes sure yeah there's there's times where certain <laughs> certain needs to be need to be met i understand right 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 exactly for me and this is just my bias as of like you know where i am geographically maybe not even so much anymore but like one place that i don't really care about it would be like sonic okay uh, okay because like and i've had it even before i like it moved i've had it since mm-hmm. you know, i moved here but it's fine. It's like, it's fine. I see the commercials are kind of funny, but like, <laughs> uh, right, I just, yeah. I just don't, I just don't see like a huge, like a huge need for it. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather go, I'd rather try like Carl's junior than Sonic. Sonic just seems like kind of a lower class. Like, mm. you know, man, my pick might know. be Carl's junior. I don't know. That's, that's, I didn't even think about that. Like out of the two of them or just in general? In general, maybe. Like originally I was thinking like maybe Jack in the Box. I know there's some people who like fucking love Jack I in the Box. I love Jack in the Box. <laughs> love it. The best the best fast food place out of any of them is Jack in the Box. So Are you big are That's you a Jack in the Box taco guy? Because some people swear by their tacos. No, 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 no. I don't I don't do tacos. I don't do hard tacos, so I don't like them. Oh, okay. Jack in the Box shouldn't be a taco place. That's another topic, but uh yeah. So, um, so Sonic Carl's Jr. I don't think I've ever. Yeah, what's that? Sonic's your pick then in the in this case. I think I think Sonic would be my. I think it's yeah, Sonic maybe would be my pick. I didn't even think I've uh, never because I've never had them. I think uh, I think yeah, I, it didn't even cross my mind as a potential option. I think aren't there? I think their drinks are supposed to be good, but yeah, I've never never eaten there. Yeah, or anything like that. Like, I guess I always come like those like it come like. But I picture I think a song is like those little slushy, like blue and green, like slushy things. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even go to fast food for slushy. So like, why would I really care? Right. Sure. You know? No, that's, 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 that's yeah. a good pick. Yeah. But when I kind of go, go through like, cause I like Burger King on occasion. I enjoy McDonald's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's has so much childhood, uh, nostalgia for me. I could never get rid of that. Um, I never eat a Jack in the box cause I hate it so much. Um, but Carl's <sighs> Jr. That might be a good pick because I could just, ugh. I've had, 
I remember I was on a work trip one time in California and I went to Carl's Jr. and I was so disappointed by it and I felt like shit after eating that burger. Yeah. I've never had it. Uh, I probably should try it at least once, but I've never had it. I, but I just think it like to me, like it sounds better. And they have those like really, like they had like the Paris Hilton commercials, uh, you know, like, <laughs> right. I think they have course. a new girl in it too now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's always like pretty fucking like their commercials are pretty over the top. Like I think even recently they had when I had like explained it, I explained it Greta, but I don't think she, it was so over the top that it was like, just like that can't be possible. And I was like, yeah, they, they okay. That. Like interesting. I, I didn't even, I, yeah, I haven't really followed their commercial, uh, output, but I have, I Sonic commercials. I feel like I see all the time, but yeah, the Carl, I remember exactly what you mean with the, uh, Paris Hilton, Carl's jr. Uh, co-branded. Yeah. yeah that was a, that was a, what a great time to be alive and watching commercials. Can I give one shout out really quick to Burger King? Just real quick. <laughs> I, the floor is yours, Ryan. On my, <laughs> on my way home uh, from the desert from the sweating, I had to stop. I had to get food. And I was looking at like diners and they had like people lined up. I was like, fuck it. I just want to go home. Yeah. So I went to Burger King. And that, I ordered a Whopper and I pulled this thing out of the bag. And this was like the biggest fucking burger at that, I, I have seen in my life, it was like, it was like if you go to like a real like burger place, but maybe even bigger. And I was like, I'm going to be fucked. Like I just ordered a large fry with this with like, some, you know, yeah, I pulled the burger out last and I didn't realize how big it was going to be. And honestly, like pretty good. Like a Whopper, I think is superior to like a Big Mac or like a Jack in the box burger. It's a real burger. Like I was so impressed that I, I eventually I was going to have to get this out to the people. Uh, <laughs> So, I appreciate just, that. Just so, like, it, very, very good. Uh, a huge shout out to Burger King for still hooking it up. Um, <laughs> I would never, I would never give rid of you guys. You guys, they do it right, you know. And they're underrated. They're underrated fast food chain. Right. They're. I mean, maybe, maybe it's kind of gross. I don't know, but like, they still do it right. Burger they King are. They up. are underrated. I, I don't. People really don't talk about Burger King very often. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah. so what you're saying is that if Burger King had iTunes reviews, you would give them five stars. Absolutely, I yes, hands down. Not even a clo- not even close. That's... I would talk shit about their competitors on that five star rating too. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jack in the Box, Burger King, all all the hits, all the all the favorites. One last thing before we get into our wrestling here today, sir, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually this does tie in with wrestling. It doesn't necessarily tie in with our match that we're going to be watching. But I thought from an outsider's perspective, this might be interesting to kind of get your viewpoint on. So here are some words. I'm going to read you some words. These are words that are currently banned words in the WWE. So apparently this document that people were pulling from were, was dated from in 2020, sometime in 2020, and it was given to people who were helping to promote WrestleMania. So these are words that if you are promoting WrestleMania in like an f- official capacity, you are not allowed to say these words in regarding WWE or WrestleMania or anything like that. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, like like their social media stuff or just in general? Like- you just these words are like probably social media. I mean, maybe if you're going to do like print advertising in some way, shape, yeah, or form, yeah, yeah, also okay. in that. But yeah, like words you cannot say or write in regards to WWE. All right, so <clears throat> there's quite a few words here. So you just stop me when you hear <laughs> hear one that uh, that is of interest to you. Blood, choke, belt, strap, diva, headshot, trauma. 
uh, kayfabe. Have you, I, actually, I should stop myself. So all those probably make sense with the exception of kayfabe. I'm sure you've never heard of kayfabe before, right? I don't, I don't know what kayfabe is, no. Man, we've gone 41 episodes, and I'm just now introducing Ryan to the wonderful world of kayfabe. So we've talked about how pro wrestling started and the carnivals and whatnot, and, you know, it's like pretty protected. You know, the guys... Some people probably had a sense that there it wasn't 100% on the up and up, but like, you know, guys tried to protect the business, make it seem like it was legitimate, yada, yada, yada. Kayfabe is kind of the world, that was kind of the code word that they would say if some an outsider from outside of the business would show up, uh, you know, they, they'd kind of say like kayfabe to each other. And like, that's how you knew like, oh, it's, you got to kind of make the appearance that this is, you know, real or whatever. So if you were talking to somebody about like a match you were going to have or whatever, somebody comes in, you got to keep kayfabe. So that's, that's what that is. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's a banned word. If you're going to talk about WWE, you cannot say kayfabe. All of them seem weird. Like, a okay. Band. Like very odd, but yeah. Uh, well, blood, sure cho- blood choke belt strap diva headshot trauma. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a haiku. It does sound like a haiku. <laughs> But yeah, like blood, they don't want blood in their shows. Diva, they used to call the the women divas. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, guys. Is that it? No, there's more. Oh, okay, okay. Do you want to hear the rest or do you want to talk about the ones I said? I think we should just roll through the okay. whole list. Like a- okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't... This one I have no explanation for, so don't even ask. Mofos. Can't say mofos. Uh, house show. DQ. The anti-diva. Spinal injuries, victim, violence, violent, wrestling, wrestlers, WWF, wife beater, curb stomp, uh, phrases also include the word push and being over, babyface, heel, job, jobber, card, strangle, kill, murder. Um... Is there so any, you can't say diva or anti-diva. <laughs> you cannot say diva. You can also not say. You also cannot say anti-diva. Correct. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> neither. Never, I, mean, I don't think I've ever heard anti-diva. Like uh, I don't. That some of these are very odd. I would be curious to see like the actual like official list of these things. But like diva, as sort of I, I mentioned briefly earlier. But for a long time, like starting in like the late '90s until mm, three to four years ago. The women were not called women. The women were called divas. That that's okay. So that makes sense in this context of like banning it. Like, sure. yeah. And the like men, sure. like, and the I men were not called men. Diva, I would. The men yeah. were called superstars. Right. Right. So you had diva, WWE, diva, yeah. WWF superstars and WWF divas. Okay. Yeah, you cannot call them wrestlers. You got to call them superstars and divas. But, like, some of them, like, blood and choking, like, it seems like, I mean, this is, I guess, this is how, okay. This is a, this is only bad when they're promoting it, right? Like, someone's going out and doing, like, advertising for her. Um, I think this that... In many of these cases, they're probably also banned. Like, the announcers and commentators are probably not supposed to say a lot of these words on TV either. That's, that's, see, that's where it gets, like, really interesting. Like, because mm-hmm. a lot of these words seem to be something that I would say if I was. Yeah, a lot of these are just weird Vince McMahon eccentricities. Uh, like, for example, the word belt. He hates it and refuses to allow his announcers to call the championship title belt a belt. Uh, so they will only refer to them on TV as titles or like I am competing for a championship opportunity. I'm not competing for a title shot, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
To me, wrestling is about the belts. <laughs> it's all about the belt. Well, let me take away the belt. I, I don't even. Maybe I don't do this podcast anymore. You know. Well, let me tell you, Ryan. So, okay, a belt is something you buy to hold your pants up. A title is something <laughs> that you earn and you <laughs> in a contest. Okay. Fucking Vince McMahon. Fucking Vince McMahon. But yeah, I do, mofos is weird. Uh, DQ is just disqualified. Mofos is kind of a dumb word. Like that's kind of like. <laughs> I get like they could just someone be like, yeah. why we don't want that? Like you can uh, say motherfucker, you just can't say mofo. Apparently, ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't. That's just kind of a lame. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And then baby, but it's all weird. Blood. It's all weird. It's all weird. Babyface and heel. We've talked about heel. Heel's a bad guy. Babyface is a good guy. Those are all. Those are both carny terms from way back yeah. when. They're still used, but you know, not supposed to say it in the terms of promoting WrestleMania. Apparently, yeah. Interesting. I didn't. I think the last. I wonder if there's other sports that have like a list of fan words every. Uh, uh, I bet if you were attempting to say uh, the word concussion in promotion of the Super Bowl, they would probably not really be a, a huge fan of that. There's probably a period of, period of time where if you were promoting the World Series, they would probably not want you to say the word steroid. Yeah, but that's like blatant. <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you got to. You got to respect. You know. Respect the marketing. That's true. That's true. Uh, any any other thoughts around any of those words before we get into our wrestle talk today? Uh, no, interesting, interesting topic. Right, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about some fucking wrestling. Let's go. The smartest sports fans in the whole wide world. <laughs> we did do our own research. Yeah, yeah. I pay for you people for this. Um, <clears throat> All right, so Ryan Murphy, the last time that we saw Hulk Hogan, he had made the jump to WCW, and he defeated Ric Flair for the WCW championship in his very first match with the company, with Mr. T and Shaq looking on. You remember this match. It was pretty recent. In fact, I think that was the very last match before you headed uh, headed south. Before I left for, for uh, Vegas? That was like the day before you left for Vegas. We watched Hulk Hogan versus Okay, Rick Flair. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> and you liked that match, actually, as it turned it out. Was, it was one of my first, like, Hulk matches. I was, uh, yeah. And I think he's ranked pretty lowly, so. Or pretty low. And yeah, I think that is the highest ranking well. Hulk yeah. match. It's probably the highest, it's definitely the highest ranking Flair match, too, if I had to as- assume, if I had to guess. I don't have the list in front of me at the That's moment, but match. it's up there. Uh, and also, as you sort of alluded to, this was a huge turning point in Hardmark history as Ryan finally began to understand the appeal of classic wrestling personalities like the Hulkster finally. And, and like the Nature Boy. He finally came around. The wrestle science finally started to take. Well, Ryan, unsurprisingly, when Hulk Hogan goes places, people notice especially other wrestlers who had previously made names for themselves in the WWF. Most notably, ooh, yeah, the macho man, Randy Savage. Uh Uh, So upon Randy Savage's arrival into WCW, Savage was immediately aligned with Hulk Hogan, and the two were positioned as friends and competitive rivals. Their history was not ignored from the WWF, but it was established that they had made amends from their previous falling out way back at WrestleMania 5, which you and I both saw way back in Episode 6 of this fine program. So only a mere 35-ish episodes ago. Feels like yesterday. Right. 
Uh, so naturally, both Savage and Hogan would find themselves at odds with the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair, who had used his group of henchmen, the Four Horsemen, to attempt to undermine the mega powers of Macho Man and Hulk at every turn to attempt to run them out of WCW. Uh, and actually, I made a note for myself here. I wanted to make sure to talk to you about this. I don't know how we've gone this far uh, watching Ric Flair, talking about Ric Flair. Somehow I've never brought this up. Uh, Ric Flair, the man, apparently he has a he has a credo. He has a motto that he kind of lives by when it comes to interactions with the women. Would you care to to hear this? Absolutely. All right. I have a feeling that I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this. I want to kind of gauge your reaction. I want to see if you're kind of at an equal wavelength with the nature boy on this or not. Uh, so apparently Ric Flair's motto when it came to, you know, dealing with the, the softer sex was no hair, no flair. No hair, no flair. Like down there. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to continue the rhyming oh, yeah. scheme, then yes. You are correct, but yes, is that right? yeah, you know, that is right. Yes, if if, if a woman if a that's, woman did not have pubic <laughs> pubic hair, he would not uh, sleep with her. Is the connotation it's a very eighties guy right there? Right? <laughs> He's there, you know. the walking embodiment of the nineteen eighties, Ric Flair. No hair, no wow, flair. Where man. do you where do you stand yeah, on this okay. on this rule, Ryan? I'm not like I mean, I'm not a strict eighties guy, but I'm also like you know. <laughs> Like I'm okay with like the new style of uh, of, uh, of less less of that. Like, but like, doesn't it doesn't ruin anything? Like, you do whatever you want. Like, if you're you're you know, an attractive person, like that's right. Exactly. It's all about personality out. at the end of the day. Okay, your pubes can be whatever you want, but you know, as long as you're a great yeah. a great person, you know, contributing to Ryan's gambling losses, then he'll he'll look the other way on just about anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have. I don't have uh, like rules set in place like Ric Flair did. You've never uh, drawn a line in the sand to ensure that a woman has pubic hair before you've courted her. <laughs> that's a. That's, see, that's. I know. I know for sure. I even like would say I probably know people who now would say the opposite of that. Yeah, uh, as that's just a thing now. But like, I I respect that. I respect Ric Flair for his. Uh, <laughs> you know, for his rules. I. I. You know. Nice. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not hard set, you know. Sure. I mean, you know, know some people just whatever, take, whatever, take like, yeah, I get it. Some people bit. just take their flossing more seriously than others. That's all. But um, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to get your opinion on that. So anyway, uh, Ric Flair was not the only one targeting our heroes. Again, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. There was another group that had formed upon Hulk Hogan's arrival, a group so evil that they make 1960s Batman villains look subtle. We're talking about the Dungeon of Doom, brother. Uh, So the leader of the Dungeon of Doom was known as the Taskmaster. His name was Kevin Sullivan. Uh, Kevin Sullivan was a pudgy, bald, five foot six man with the thickest Boston accent of all time, and he portrayed himself as a cult leader. Uh, in the 1980s, Sullivan convincing people in Florida that he was truly satanic, but this 1990s version was about as much of a cartoon character as it possibly gets, which we'll see an example of here in just a moment. Now, with about a one-foot difference in height between them, uh, Kevin Sullivan himself did not appear to pose much of a physical threat 
to Hulk Hogan. And so that's why he recruited the best of the best, the top assassins in the world of wrestling, men who would surely be able to execute the Taskmaster's vision to destroy Hulkamania once and for all as he formed the Dungeon of Doom. Men like the Ugandan giant, the mighty Kamala. Men like the Zodiac, who constantly repeats, yes, no, yes, no. And men like the shark, who painted his face to make look at, make it look like he had a big, he had big shark jaws on the side of his face. And to give you a sense of this kind of tone and tenor of these Dungeon of Doom clips, I have a quick clip I'm going to send over to you to give you a little bit of flavor here. Uh, bear with me for just a moment. And this is uh, a, a classic, classic wrestling clip I'll uh, send over your way right now. Hurry, my son! Get away from the stove! The real white Bengal tiger approaches! Oh. So that's Sullivan in the red thing. My father, I smell his presence. What kind of subtitles are these? I think Japanese. I don't know why. Is it Japanese? No. It's Chinese. Where am I? There's no Hulkamaniacs here. I've never been here before. What is this place? I know you. I know you too. You two are behind the demise of Hulkamania. I know about the Zodiac. I know about the dangerous Kamala. Oh yeah. I know about the man-eater. The shark! But Instant Stone is a legacy, the immortality of Hulkamania! And you too <laughs> will be buried beneath it! You don't understand, Hogan! This is where darkness dwells and lives! Nobody has ever been able to defeat the immortal Hulk Hogan, except yourself. You see, Hogan, you're the one that created me. And because of that, it's this simple. Your demise is etched in What did you what did you think of what we just what I just had you watch there? That's commonly referred to in wrestling circles as the it's not hot uh backstage vi- video vignette. 
Yeah, I mean, that was, <laughs> I it's it's hard to put in words like what it reminds. Mm, what I this might I almost have like a goosebumps feel to it. You know? <laughs> like the show goosebumps or the, the yeah like the, well I mean the book and the show like sure. it just had that like you know creepy out of nowhere like. I could see that. Okay. I could. Yeah. That yeah. That, 90s, yeah. That's that makes sense. The feel it gave me. That's what I got. Um, I just, and for anyone, I'll make sure to put some audio in there, but like the combination of Hulk falling through the wall and then he stands up and he's so, he, I've never been here before. There's no Hulkamaniacs here. And then he touches the water and then he pulls his hand back. Ah, it's not hot. Like none of the dialogue makes any fucking sense yeah, at all. That was a weird part too. Like I don't know why he. Like why would it be hot? Or... Why would the water be yeah. hot? Right. <laughs> I... And then somehow he didn't see the two men that standing off to the side for like at least twenty to thirty seconds, and then I know you. It was so. We've seen a little bit of WWF Hulk Hogan stuff. We've seen a fair amount, but not a lot, a whole lot of like backstage stuff. This was a little bit of a departure compared to like where he had been previously with the WWF. This is definitely a little bit more over the top cartoony stuff compared to the previous WWF stuff. If you can believe Crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking revelations all, all all around. But um we saw the Dungeon of Doom clip. Unfortunately for Kevin Sullivan, the Taskmaster, the string of monsters that he brought in could not get the job done. The power of Hulkamania Ryan, very strong. Almost impossible to uh to to beat realistically so desperate sullivan remembered the old adage that i myself live by every day uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend and so with that in mind kevin sullivan reached out to rick flair and those men created a pact to align themselves to destroy hulkamania once and for all ryan so the gauntlet was laid down hulk hogan and his partner in the mega powers macho man randy savage were going to take on the Alliance to End Hulkamania. That is the actual name of this faction. Uh, so the Alliance to End Hulkamania was comprised of Ric Flair and Arn Anderson of the Four Horsemen, Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, the Faces of Fear, comprised of Mang and the Barbarian, Hulk Hogan's old nemesis from No Holds Barred, uh, Zeus, uh, which for anyone who listened to my appearance on Watching It, you may remember Zeus from that movie. He's now been brought back into WCW under the name of Z-Gangsta. Uh, the Ultimate Solution, who had originally been billed as the final solution until a number of Jewish organizations complained and and reluctant... Oh. And, and reluctant participant Lex Luger, who was forced into the match by his manager, Jimmy Hart. And so for anyone keeping count, for anyone who's a big mathematics fan, who, you know, this is a big science podcast. Math is a very minor part of the sciences. Uh, that makes two men on one side of this match, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, and eight men on the other. But if you think that this is going to be your standard, everyday, run-of-the-mill match, well, think again, because not only is this a two-on-eight match, but th this is billed as a doomsday cage match, meaning that it is a three-tiered cage, and Hulk and Macho Man would need to fight their way through various opponents on each level of the cage, with the objective being to pin a member of the opposing team. So in Tupelo, Mississippi, Ryan, things are going to get uncensored. 
There's a lot to take in there, I know. Do you have any questions? <laughs> so it's an eight versus two, and there's three levels. <laughs> So you split it, and you got to work your way up. You got to work. You you got to work your way down, as it turns out. You got to work your way down. Yeah. So you stop. You start on the top. Yeah. You start on the top level of the cage. Oh, so 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 there's four levels. Um. No. So two two. Well, you don't stop on the top. So it's like it's like think of a cake, like a three tiered cake. You're in like the center of the yeah. cake. You're you're tier uh, tier three. Then you move down to two. Then you're on one. Like one is ground level. What about the bottom floor? Well, the bottom is one. How would there be? How would there be eight? Were you wrestling? So, is there like two, two, two? Where are the? Is there three, three, two, two? Oh God, you're gonna have to. Uh, it's two, four, two. I. It really. It's two, it's, uh, it doesn't matter. You just go away. You don't know what you're gonna face, baby. Yeah, you're gonna notice as we watch this thing that the the rules very quickly don't make any sense and are. Pretty much okay, thrown by the right. wayside, but uh, but yeah, in theory, I think it's like two four two. I think is the the idea behind it. Good initially, anyway. Um, and so this this is in Tupelo, Mississippi. I know that's one of your favorite towns to to go and party in. Oh fuck yes, <laughs> Mississippi. Like, <laughs> this is where this where wrestling match should be held, like all the time. Mississippi. Oh, this is again another slide. You know, if you want to. Buy some tickets or something like out to Mississippi. Let's uh, okay, let's yeah. Do it if I can fly to Painfield. I'm there. Um, do you have, do you have any other questions about this two versus eight three tier doomsday cage match before we watch it, Ryan? No, I'm not. But I like the premise. Okay, Sorry. okay. Uh, just so everybody's aware, Ryan's record going into this match is 25 wins and 22 losses. You you're making progress. This this is among the highest above 500. I think you've been at least in in quite a while. So this could really bolster yeah. your record by a a big W in that column. I think. Gives me a lot of flexibility to pick who I want. You know. That's true. That's true. And I mean, you know, there's so many options. There's a big buffer. Big buffer. Luckily for you, I'm not going to force you to pick who wins and who loses because, I mean, with eight guys on one team, that could get real dicey. But, uh, you know, as long as you pick the correct team, you're, you're good as gold on this one. Wait, so do, wait, what do you mean? I Oh, oh no, I don't have to pick a person. Yeah, I'm not going to make you pick a person or anything like that. But at a certain point, I will have to pick. Well, you have to pick who wins and who loses the match between the two teams, the team of two, the yeah, Mega the Powers team. versus yeah, yeah, the yeah, Alliance yeah, to yeah. end Hulkamania. Yes. Right. Yeah. But, uh, that's it. That's that's the that's the match. So with all that said, I think we're going to go to a brief, quick commercial break. You can take this time to write us a review on iTunes. That would be uh, pretty cool of you to do. But either way, we'll be right back with our thoughts on the Mega Powers versus the Alliance to end Hulkamania in a three-tier Doomsday Cage match in Tupelo, Mississippi. Thanks, everybody. If you got a chain link fence at home, tear it down and lay it on the ground and just go lay out on it. Just lay on it on your back. And, and pull see, your neighbor yeah, over and, and just, snap the no, finger forearm. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, go out and lay on it and see what kind of pain, blues, and agony you can. Put the figure eight on your Doberman or do whatever you want to do out figure there. Figure eight on your Doberman. Well, they got four legs. Yeah, turn it over. What is Luger got? He's got a glove. And no doubt it's a, loaded. A weighted glove. Oh, no. And Flair is holding the Macho Man. Come on. Yes! 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 He hit Flair! Oh no! Rick Flair's out! Out like a light! 
Savage ducked. Then he didn't duck. Savage and Hogan trying to escape yeah, the cage. Yeah, they're trying to get out. Savage covers one, two, three. He got him. Oh, no, no. He got him. This is... He got him. Yes, he got him. They have survived. Uh, they have survived. How about it? Savage can barely walk. The Mega Powers are alive again. Oh, yes. Justice has been served and uncensored. All right, we are back with the last episode. One thing I didn't address before we went to the break, Ryan, this is the final episode that people are going to be hearing before Christmas. The most magical time of the year, Ryan. Do you have any big Christmas plans? Christmas could be a trip this year. You you can pretend like, you know, it's it's not uh, September. (laughs) I know, I know. I I thought we were like... I thought you were further ahead, like these episodes we playing like yeah. sooner, but I'm I'm glad they're spaced out. You know, yeah. I, I like that. Sure. I like putting things off to the latest. Uh <laughs> should feel better. Good. Just how I live my life. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone knows uh, that. <laughs> yeah. But Merry Christmas, everyone. This is the last episode that you will hear prior to that. And then there's gonna be one final episode in the year of I can hear you clicking, Ryan. Uh in the year of twenty twenty one. Uh so thank you for spending your year. With the boys here at Hardmark, everybody. Uh, let's let's talk about the match that we just watched: the Mega Powers versus the Alliance to end Hulkamania. What do you, what did you think? What, did you like that match? Yes or no? I don't. <laughs> not really, but like okay. I, I liked I liked the intro of it a lot. A lot. It's just my kind of intro. I don't know what it was. It was like it was like the spotlights glistening through you know that chain link, like something about that, and then. It was just a, it was a solid like run of introductions, you know. They didn't like take too. I liked it. I liked that part. The match. I mean, it has it has peaks and valleys, you know, for sure. But uh, can you name any of the peaks for me off the top of your head? Fuck. Because <laughs> uh, and not to and I'm again I'm not trying to sway any science or any anything. I can tell you from my perspective now, having watched this match twice. For me, that match is one big ass valley. <laughs> I can't name really one yeah. thing that I really enjoyed about that match, and I, I actually somewhat was kicking myself knowing that I was going to have to rewatch the match with you after like watching it initially and making my notes about the match. I was like, I really don't want to have to watch this all over again. And then as soon as you started in on like the oh this intro is pretty good, oh I really like this. I I was having fucking flashbacks to the kennel from hell match with all the dogs and shit where the match fucking sucked, but because of the fucking Al Snow in the ECW arena thing, you were just like, yeah, that part was really cool, so I'm going to rate this match like not as poorly as I should. I immediately had flashbacks to it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're like match wise, maybe you didn't, but I really like. I even liked like the initial intro, of the announcers who were who were doing. I I the couple of classy guys who had their own way of speaking. You, know, you can't really, you can't give points to the announcers speaking about the match in a classy I, way. You can't Eric, do. That. I am giving points to them. Okay, I can give points wherever I want. Very unscientific. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. You, I mean, the match was rough, but like, I like those. <laughs> basically, at the beginning, like fifteen percent of it, like I mean, it <laughs> until the bell rang, you really like this match. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, let's go to the notes. Let's go to the notes. Uh, so the announcers are, you know, going through the match rules. Uh, really, the fucking rules didn't make any sense whatsoever. When you actually watched the thing, it wasn't especially clear what was happening at any point. But, you know, they did their best to try and explain it. Uh, there was even a point where your favorite, Tony Schiavone in the, uh, in the suit, there's a point where he says, the rules are very simple, <laughs> which made me laugh out loud the first time I uh, I watched it a few couple days ago. Uh, then we have Michael Buffer doing his thing, the Are You Ready to Rumble, bunch of pyro, etc. cetera. Uh, when they finally showed the Doomsday Cage, you mentioned it was like Capitol Hill, which I found to be funny. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen Capitol Hill a few times with, uh, you know, people in cages with right. a bunch of, like, colorful lights shining in lights. <laughs> colorful lights. Uh, it reminds that was a Capitol Hill like thing right there. That if that if I saw that whole cage in Capitol Hill, I'd be like, yeah, I just like that fits. Like, sure. Yeah. So, no. That yeah, makes no, sense. It kind of it kind of struck me like that. Yeah. So <laughs> then classy. then we have the classy for Mississippi to put that on. You know, classic Tupelo. Cla- they love their doomsday cage matches in Tupelo, Mississippi. Right. Uh, then we have the bad guy entrances, but only six guys at the start. Uh, the other entrances of Z Gangsta. And the ultimate solution were given intros by Michael Buffer, but they did not appear until at least, I would say, 30 minutes into the match itself, give or take. Uh, in fact, one of them, and I don't think we caught this because we were kind of chit-chatting during that intro part. Michael Buffer um, introduced one of the two of them, either Z-Gangsta or The Ultimate Solution, from, quote, some unknown part of the planet. So I thought that was good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Then they're getting in the cage, which your thoughts on the the construction of the cage itself. We both seem to express concern about actually stepping inside of this contraption. I wouldn't wrestle in that, like, no chance. Like, put me on the third floor, I'd be... Yeah. I'm good. You could... I I mean, just... You could see the fencing giving as each guy took like a step. And like every, there was a couple points where I would see guys like run or fall. And every time it would be like, ew, I don't know about that. Well, like not only, like let's say it was chain link and like, it didn't, it looked like you had too much give to be chain link, but like that would hurt, you know? Sure. Like I wouldn't want to fall on that all day. Right. <laughs> All day, yeah. An eight-hour shift of. Falling. I mean, they, they did get out pretty quickly. Like they were out in like two minutes down the little rabbit hole. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at this point in time. Uh, so the good guys make their entrance, they climb all that scaffolding, and then uh, the the very beginning of the match starts, it's Hulk Hogan and Macho Man taking on Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. You commented how you thought it was strange that of all the people to be in there at the very start, there was Ric Flair there, as opposed to one of those other, yeah. you know, mooks or something like that, which I can't disagree with. Yeah, I mean, you too, I mean... I don't know. I, I big name at the top. Sure. <laughs> I was a little surprised. Yeah, I agree. Basically, so, and like, <laughs> as far as moves in this match, you could probably uh, pretty fairly describe 95% of it with saying they punched each other a lot, they threw each other into stuff a lot, and there was a lot of choking. And so that's basically all that happened on the top of that cage. Eventually... Oh, here's here's a fun line from commentary that we caught. This surpasses a Super Bowl or a World Series, which you know are both sports with dumber fans than wrestling. Well, and plus, like 1996 was a pretty like you know yeah like a Tina Martinez New York Yankees World Series. Like, I mean, I I mean they're just shitting all <laughs> over like a pretty you know wild stretch of baseball right there. They they did but, you know 
in your opinion, did I mean, did this live up to the hype? Was this, you know, su- did that surpass a World Series in your in your eyes? Obviously, it did. Okay, like, all right, perfect. No. Yeah. So that top part it went on for a really long time. Eventually, it ends with powder, not cocaine, but powder being thrown at everyone, and then finally Hulk and Macho uh, go through a little trapdoor in the cage and slide down to the second level of it. What is the powder? I've seen this in several matches. It's like always yeah. like different shit. Like uh, I don't know. I think it's like. They never really say. They only describe it as like powder, powder the eyes, etc. I mean, it's probably yeah. like, I don't know, baby powder, more than likely, if I had to guess. I don't know. Does that hurt your eyes? I don't. So, I don't. I think that the idea is that the powder would sting your eyes. I don't know if baby powder in real life actually does or not. If any, you know, parents can chime in on this subject, uh, email us at hardmarkpodcast at gmail.com. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if baby powder does it could also be chalk i think the idea is that, like it's this mysterious substance that gets in your eyes and blinds you temporarily regardless of what it actually is yeah anthrax An- yeah it's probably anthrax it's probably that so there's comes a point on that second tier where i don't know why the second cage was split into two there was a door between the two and like some fencing and walls hulk was fighting two guys on one side, and then Randy was fighting two guys on the other side. Eventually, Hulk and Randy get to one side, and they lock the door behind them, trapping the faces of fear on the other side of the cage. And like that's when Hulk and Little Hulk go out onto the scaffolding and play pretend like they're going to f- throw each other off of the, the side of the scaffold. Yeah. Hulk and Little Hulk. Hulk. Little Hulk stayed in there for a long time. He really held his own, I guess, the big... I, it made me laugh so hard every time you eventually started calling the Taskmaster Little Hulk because he was dressed in the red and the yellow. He's like losing his hair in very much the same pattern as Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, similar sort of facial hair pattern, but just, you know, a, a good foot or so short, shorter than Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like approximately what? the same weight. It's like if you took Hulk Hogan and put him in like a trash compactor, that's what you would get as Kevin yes. Sullivan. <laughs> you put him in a trash compactor. That's exactly. Yeah. So he still has like all the muscle and everything, yeah. but it's like condensed into like a, yeah, yeah. a more rotund he, form. He, he even had like the same suit on a little bit. Like he's wearing like the yellow trunks. Yes. You know? It was a similar, yeah. similar garb. Yeah. And then eventually they fight out to like the main ring. God. Talking about this fucking match is like making me mad too. So they eventually fall out. They, they fight out to the main ring. Uh, Hulk Hogan grabs the microphone for Michael Buffer. He starts like hitting Taskmaster Lil Hulk. I'm just going to fucking call him Lil Hulk now. Starts calling Lil Hulk, hitting Lil Hulk with the microphone. They, they're like in the ring for two minutes and then they go back to the cage. There's like toolboxes thrown. They, buzz, they do a bunch of shit. I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Like I don't, know, I don't know where to go with it. Eventually, eventually, I'll just skip. Eventually, the last two guys finally show up. The ultimate solution in the Z Gangsta. Uh, there's a line here. I don't think we actually heard it this time, but I heard it the first time I watched this match. Dusty Rhodes said, "I see no fun in this," which absolutely resonated with me when I was watching this match. Uh, the cool guy or the mean guys are cool guys. The mean guys are winning. Um, there's a point where they go back into the ring. Little Hulk starts poking Macho Man with a stick of some kind. I don't, I don't know what exactly was happening there. Uh, there was the what do they call it? Axe handle. So when you do this, when you clasp your hands together and then you hit the guy, that's called an axe handle. You really didn't like that when Macho Man came off the top rope and axe handled uh, the ultimate solution. 
I didn't like it. You said it was the worst movie you'd ever seen. So it was probably just performed poorly. Like a lot of these moves were just no effort, zero effort on both of them. Like, I mean, they were in a, in a gauntlet for their lives, Ryan. Okay. This is hard work for them. Both of them put in like 15% effort, just like the first 15% of those matches a kid. But uh, more choking happens. There's a lot of choking, (laughs) more choking that I really could even describe here. But eventually, the booty man shows up. He slides frying pans of all the where you would get a frying pan. Nonetheless, two frying pans in a sports arena. I don't know exactly, but he slides frying pans instead of steel chairs into the ring for Macho Man and Hulk. They take these frying pans and they just start hitting everybody in the head with the fr- running, literally running all over the ring, like donk, donk, donk to all the bad guys. The frying pans were pretty fucked up too. When they were, when they were done, you could see like yeah. they're in bad shape. Yeah. You seem impressed by it initially, but I think the longer it went, the less impressed you became. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> the law of diminishing returns. Uh, the yeah. end of the match, which I don't even know if you saw it. I think it was just, it went, it was overstaying its welcome by this point. Uh, Lex Luger shows up. He puts on this weird leather glove, looks like latex, and then he like punches Ric Flair with the glove. Hulk and Macho, they start leaving the cage before they remember, oh fuck, we have to pin somebody. Macho dives back into the ring, pins Ric Flair real quick, and then they run away after that. And that's the end of the match. Hulk Hogan uh, and Macho Man successfully win. They beat the Alliance to end Hulkamania. Ryan successfully predicted that Hulk and Macho would win, which brings his record up to 26 and 22. Wow. That was a marathon just going through those fucking notes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that was a lot. (laughs) So we're going to do a thing that we've never done before, Ryan. Uh, We're going to do a thing called Murphy's Law. And so I announced this last episode that we're going to start doing this. And here's the thing about the Hard Mark podcast. Here's why the Markomaniacs love us. We don't sit on our laurels. We don't just say, hey, we've got a formula. And we stick to that formula all the time. We introduce new cool shit. And so a part of that new cool shit is Murphy's Law. In a world without rules. In a sport where only the strong survive. There's one man who has the guts to lay down. Murphy's Law. So this this segment, Murphy's Law, is going to be you, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, what would be something that other wrestlers in the future could take from this match and incorporate and keep in mind in their own matches moving forward? Again, good or bad? Fuck. Um, I think in this match that Big Hulk should have thrown Little Hulk off the edge a lot sooner and just ended him. Just <laughs> complete. You don't need to like run this out. Little Hulk did nothing the entire match. Right. He had nothing to contribute. He poked Macho Man with a stick. Uh, yeah, he like what what they call it like uh he harpooned him. They harpooned him. Yeah. He didn't do. He like poked at him. Yeah. You should have just taken him and thrown him down two stories at the beginning. And, right. And just watch that watch the fans go like fucking nuts. Throw a uh, guy off two stories. Let's see what happens. What 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 if someone's wrestling in a match where there's not scaffolding to throw your opponent off of? What what's something that you can boil down that piece of advice into and give it to per, prospective wrestlers, people who are, who are breaking into the business now? What what would they take away from that? If you have a chance to throw your think, opponent off, I just think off. you're bigger. If you're the bigger guy, don't don't drag these things out. Like really <laughs> take it and 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 run with it. Like if you got the guy 
throw them into the fucking crowd. Throw them. <laughs> give, give them a concussion. You know, like really hit them with that chair. Like, don't let these guys stick around. Like, don't be lingers. You know, don't be lingers of a match. Really get them. That's what I want to see. Okay. Well, you know what? I like that first rendition of Murphy's Law. Give give the fucking guy a concussion. If you got it, if you're a big guy, you got a chance. Fucking take him out. I like that. I think it's time to rank this. We're we're at the time for the science, my friend. And you're gonna yeah. find Ryan. So before you, well, you can pull it up. Uh, but as you pull it up, you're gonna find that I made a ranking improvement. I've heard your complaints. Oh, I see. I see this right. I've heard you bitch incessantly <laughs> about the 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 how I should have made you score these things. And you know what? I I did something about it. I didn't just complain. I didn't just nice. sit on my laurels. I, I took the effort. I made the extra effort, and I separated our list into separate categories. And so I have what I think is a pretty fair breakdown of your opinion of each of these matches. So at the moment, anyway, I think this is, yeah, this is actually really nice. This is actually pretty helpful. Like uh, what you've done. So here's what I've done. So the market maniacs are aware I've taken our list of 47 matches. This will be 48. I've taken our list and I've broken it down into several categories. I have the fucking amazing at the very top, of which there's really just two. Uh, I have great, which we may need to do something about that Don Valentine match, which currently occupies a great spot. I don't think it really deserves to be there. Uh, then we have good. Most of the matches are okay. Uh, then towards the bottom, we have bad. And then we have the truly horrible. And again, this is not my opinion of these things. This is, I separated the list based on Ryan's reactions to these matches. So I think this will help Ryan give kind of a, a general ballpark of, uh, of where he wants to put everything. This will help. I think, yeah, nice. I, I filed a complaint with how we <laughs> should have done this. And I then filed you, a complaint. Your solutions-oriented guy. Um, I'm an idea man. I make things happen. Yeah, I don't know. This is. I mean, I'm still going to have to put this between like bad and horrible. Um it wasn't like okay, I, okay, I, okay, I, okay, I, okay, I like okay. Stop, stop right now. Stop it. Why? I okay. So I thought for sure, and in fact, when I saw my wife when I was going to go pee, just like fifteen minutes yeah. ago, I said, "If this match is not the fucking bottom of this list, I'm gonna lose my shit." Why is this not oh, the see. worst match of all time, <laughs> Ryan? I, I thought. Oh, so you think you should be the worst? Well, I think we've seen worse matches. Holy fuck! Uh, this has got to be the worst. It was forty fucking minutes. This match did not end, and there wasn't. There was like two moves in it. It was almost exclusively punches and kicks. This is harsh. And, I'm just trying to give my opinion on a match we just watched, Eric. Go, give your All opinion. Right. I came after work. I come and watch this match. I'm trying to give you an opinion. You're just, you just, you're just going off. Like, uh, listen here. You're, you're you're being unhinged right now with my decision to put this in between. Bad and horrible. Like I don't. I don't get it. Longtime listeners, <laughs> you may remember that I said something, and I'm not going to remind. Well, you wouldn't remember anyway, but I'm still not going to say it. I have a a a episode in mind where if you do not, and I'm not saying this as a threat. Okay, I'm just saying this because this is something that I've established. If oh. you do, if there is not a new last place by the time this specific episode number happens. I'm going to make you watch a fucking match that I know will be last. And I don't really want to watch that match. But if you force are my you, hand you, on are this. You, are you confident that the match that you're choosing would be last? Yes. Okay. 
Well, actually, you know oh. what? I thought I was, but now <laughs> after this, I thought for sure this was going to be fucking last. You don't really like Hulk Hogan that much. No, no. You don't really like Ric Flair, although, you know, last episode that we had them both in, you, you seem to enjoy, but I just, I thought well, I, for sure. I love, I love the classic 1996 feel to this. The commentators, the introduction. Don't say the crowd. The fans of Mississippi <laughs> out there. Like, I love it. I love that part a little bit. So it I, brings me here to where I'm at. Every single time that you say, that you comment on how the crowd looks, I just my wrestling bones in my in my body they all burn up. That's part of like the experience. That's absolutely part of it. Like, you act like you're on. not being a piece of shit asshole when you say it, but like I know that you are. <laughs> I know that you're seeing these hillbillies and you're like scoffing at them and like you fucking feel better about yourself. So that's why you like it, but you're not saying that. So like it's no, up to I, me. To no, say that that's what's happening. You you are saying this, not me. <laughs> not me. Have those words ever come out of my mouth? No, no, because you're too political for that. But I Relax, know the truth. Eric. Relax, Eric. Take it yeah, back. The, the good people of Tupelo, Mississippi, Mississippi yeah, they do, deserve, they do deserve better than, than you <laughs> from your ivory tower casting <laughs> stones. I love their passion for what they just watched. They 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 weren't into it at all. For the record, <laughs> they, they didn't give a fuck right, about that let me, match. Let me write this match. Okay, fine, do it. Um, so you're um, saying around the I bad to horrible range? <laughs> I th- I feel like I feel like I want to put it like. So last match we watched was Gene Dubois versus yeah. Terrible Ted the Wrestling Bear. I think that's a, a good sort of marker of whether or not this, which is firmly implanted in the horrible section. I feel like I want to put it the new 41. Okay. So bumping down Al Snow versus Big Boss Man, the kennel from yeah. hell match. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's where I put it. Okay. Let me make it. Did that, that, that cross your, like, your threshold of where, like, which match you were thinking of? What, I, this should have been last. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> so, no. Uh, this. Like, this should have been last. And, like, I don't know if I want to open up this list to re-ranking opportunities, but, like, Uh Steiner Brothers versus Harlem Heat at the very bottom should not be in that place. Don Valentine versus Chris Champion should also not be in that place. So there may be a a situation where I go to the Hardmark Board of Directors and see if they'll (laughs) allow us to re-rank things in only in extenuating circumstances. I think those are the only two that I truly have a problem with and think deserve to be re-ranked in, in some in some capacity. But we'll see. But this is the new number one or new new number one. Jesus Christ, I would flip out. <laughs> new new forty one. So this is uh in the middle of the the bad section as it stands right now. Yeah, I mean yeah, right yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think it was like I mean like you You've talked a lot more shit about this round than I thought you were you were going to. Uh, it was bad, but it wasn't like it wasn't that bad. It was fucking horrendous. There's been, oh, there's been worse matches. Not many. If maybe one, maybe one. Maybe. This Jenna Maraska versus Queen Charmel at forty six. I guess now forty seven. Uh, <laughs> that might have been worse, but though those are like so, neck and neck. Okay. What, so what was the match you were thinking? Is that it? I mean, this should be towards the bottom of the list. Oh, man. Okay. But it is, uh, it is. I feel fine with my pick. I, I, well, I can go to sleep tonight and, and sleep on that. Enjoy sleeping on your fucking beer-soaked s- s- sheets. 
God damn it. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, I think it is, it is time to do the thing that we end every, every episode with a little, little piece of business that everyone likes more than uh, Ryan's corner. It's, it's an, in fact, it is referred to as Eric's wisdom tree. So this episode of Eric's of Hard Mark, Eric's Wisdom Tree, whatever you want to call it. Do you want something controversial, something that's just more in info information that people could utilize in their day to day lives? Keen I think observations. We've done some info ones. We can go a little controversial on this one. You, I feel like you always want controversial ones. I feel like you're always just trying to get me. I, I don't think. I don't think I do. I feel like that was the first. I feel like usually I go info and like. You bring up something controversial. You shit, you shit on my info. You don't like my info. You think that my info is like info that people have. I like, I'm a, I'm a fan of good information. Here's, here's Eric's wisdom tree. Uh, anyone, anyone who says that their preferred superpower is invisibility is a perv. So there's that hypothetical yeah. question of like, what superpower would you have if you could be, you know, any, anything, if yeah. you have a superpower, if you say invisibility, you're a, you're a pervert. I, I think, I think, you're totally right. I think you're spot on on that. But I do think there's some other like very powerful uses for that superpower that would be interesting. But yes, overall, I think you're correct for sure. Like overall, like people like, and a lot of people say it. You surveyed probably, but like, yeah, yeah. A lot of people say like, oh, I'd be invisible. It's like, okay, well, you're a fucking pervert, so you know, stay away. From I would me. think the same. I would immediately think the same thing. But I think there's some other good uses for that superpower too that could, but. That would be side side. Yeah, we all know Overall. like r- the real reason that they're doing it. You know, they're, they're yeah, they're, right. there's maybe some other things that they utilize, but we know that one of the uses that they're going to be utilizing is for you know being a creepy ass peeper. Totally, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can't. The solid. There we go. I don't know how to argue with that. Well, there is no argument for it. So I'm glad that we came together at the end of the episode. There was some divisiveness, but just like the country, we're healing. We're coming back together. Feels good. <laughs> yeah. Feels good for the holiday season, everybody. You know, you're you're eating you're eating your cranberries. It's September, Eric. It's, Jesus fucking Christ. You're eating your cranberries and your mashed potatoes and your Christmas ham and you're get you're gathered around and you're 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 opening your stockings and you're listening to the Hardmark podcast and we we couldn't be we could be pleased as punch to be coming down your chimney uh, with with all the toys and gifts and presents and Ryan's beer stained sheets uh, and, and, and all the all the trimmings here this holiday season so with that said <laughs> nice. well, our next episode that we'll be back is going to be December 30th so ring in the new year with hard mark episode 42 <laughs> and until then if you're not hard get hard and once you get hard stay Ho, 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 hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. Just too good of a guy. 